guys. Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Guys, today I want to talk about branding, but I want to talk about branding in a little bit of a different sense. Often when we think about branding as entrepreneurs, the first thing that comes to our mind is the message that we want to portray or how we want to be viewed by others. But today I want to kind of put a little bit of a different spin on it. And this is based on a conversation that I had with one of my students that is trying to figure out this branding thing. And so I want to get into that today. But before we do so, I want to give a shout out to the Gold Bar Real Estate team here in Utah who sponsors this podcast. Sellers, if you are looking to save thousands of dollars in realtor commissions, the Gold Bar Real Estate team is here for you. They charge less than everybody. Let's be real. All the agents are going to want to charge you more. These guys get the job done for only a 1% listing fee. And that is a special offer for our podcast listeners. So if you are looking to sell your home, hit up the Gold Bar Real Estate team. You can find them on Instagram at Gold Bar Utah. Let them know you listen to the show and they will discount thousands of dollars off of your listing package. If you're a real estate professional and you are frustrated and you want to have the skills and the systems in place to actually scale, build a team, sell more properties, the Gold Bar Real Estate team is there for you. Hit them up. They do a phenomenal job. With that being said, here's the context, you guys. I'm having a conversation with my student and she is a little bit frustrated. I'm going to be honest. She's a little bit frustrated because she's been in the business for about three years, just over three years. She's done okay, but she hasn't done amazing. And she can't really figure out why. And so I'm giving this class all about branding and marketing. We start talking about this concept of riches and niches. And what I mean by that is that I have seen so many agents that otherwise would have been great agents not do so well because they made a couple of key mistakes in my opinion. And actually a couple of these ended up leaving the industry and ended up doing something else. And here's, I think one of the critical mistakes that not only real estate agents make, but that many people all across the entrepreneurial spectrum can make. And that is trying to be everything for everybody. And I experienced this myself because early in my career, I was trying to figure out how to be the most professional and what should I do? What should I not do? And instead of really just being myself, I was trying to build a character that could fit in, if you will. And what ends up happening often when we buy into this kind of thinking is that, again, we end up being nothing to nobody. And we end up just being vanilla and boring and blending in, and we look exactly the same as everybody else because we get so afraid to offend someone or that maybe if we share a certain part of our lives, we're going to be judged. They're not going to want to work with us. And so we're having this conversation in class with one of my students and she says, Hey, well, here's the thing. I love Jeeps. Me and my family, we're big Jeep people. And I know quite a few Jeep people, and these people are crazy. The Jeep community, shout out to you guys. It is incredible. But she says, that's our passion. That's what we do as a family. My husband and I, we've bought Jeeps. We've had lots of Jeeps. We pimp them out. We have the lift kits, and we get them all fancy, and we go off-roading, and that's really our thing. 
But she says, when I think about going on social media, I get anxious about sharing that because I don't want to come across like if I'm arrogant or like if I'm showing off or as if I'm trying to be flashy. And so we start to get into this conversation. And here's what I think we need to understand and what I had to learn when we talk about branding. It's so much more, not only effective, but enjoyable to be who you are. Just today, I recorded a podcast with Marvin, who has branded himself the sneakerhead realtor. So he loves sneakers. He posts them on social media. That's his thing. That's He's really leaned into that identity. And that's who he is. Another uh, person here in Utah that I'm good friends with, his name's Scott Orison. He's the red suit realtor. And he wears a red suit everywhere he goes. That's kind of his thing. And so as we're doing this exercise, my intention is to kind of try to get her to understand that the more you can lean into your personality, the more people are going to be able to relate to it. Now that said, there are going to be people who are not going to relate to it. And that's where I think a lot of the anxiety comes from because we don't want to offend anyone. We want to make sure that everybody feels good and everybody feels welcome. But the reality is that you want to work with people who see the view, who view the world as you do. It's so much more fun when you share interests, when you guys have something in common. But if you never show that, then nobody's ever going to be able to relate to you. And so when we talk about people like Marvin that does the sneaker thing, Scott that does the red suit realtor thing, myself, I talk a lot to speakers, people that want to be on stage, you have to find your niche. And that niche should be, in my opinion, based on your passions. What do you enjoy? What are you good at? What do you do in your free time? Like literally, what do you do in your free time? What is it that you love to do? And start there. Because once you can become, and I'm going to use the example of real estate, because that's my industry, and a lot of people that listen to the show are real estate agents and mortgage professionals. But if you can become the real estate agent or the lender or the insurance person or the hairdresser for your community, for the Jeep lovers, that's going to be so much more beneficial for you than trying to just be vanilla in the middle with nothing interesting because you're afraid to really step into yourself. And so I think that in order to be able to do this, there are a couple of elements that we need to understand and get very comfortable with. The first one I already mentioned, and that's that there are going to be people that are not going to love what you do. In Marvin's case, he wears the sneakers, he wears hats, he's on social media, and some people are going to feel that it's not professional, that that's not the way a real estate agent should dress. Maybe he should wear a suit. Maybe he should do this. Maybe he should do that. But the reality is that that's how he feels comfortable. And there's going to be another subsection of the population that is going to love that and is going to dig that. And they actually may feel uncomfortable in front of somebody that is wearing a three-piece suit in the middle of summer. And so we can't make this mistake to assume that everybody wants the same thing, that everybody's going to react to the same thing, that there's only one way to do things. And so as you're going through these exercises and as you're trying to really figure out who you are and who you can relate to, 
I would start there. Lean heavily into your passions, lean into your hobbies, lean into the things that you naturally love to do, the things that you're naturally good at, and be that. And literally say, hey, I'm a football junkie, aka, by the way, I sell real estate. And if you can become the real estate agent for all the cowboy fans here in Utah, which there's a lot of them, that's going to be so much more beneficial and so much more fun because you're automatically going to have that in common with the people that you work with. So that's concept number one, right? You have to get very, very comfortable with some people not understanding it, not loving it, not agreeing with it. And then element number two comes from a very natural fear that a lot of us have. And it's that if we talk about the things that we love, we're going to get bashed on social media. We're just going to get destroyed. We're going to get wrecked. And the reality is, from my own personal experience and talking to these other people that have really leaned into their persona, if you will, it's so rare that you're going to get hate. It's so rare. You might every now and then a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean, over the last four years, five years, I may have gotten three, four comments, six comments. I don't even think more than 10 negative comments about what I do, which basically equates to less than one comment per year when I'm posting multiple times per day. So hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of posts, and I might get one negative comment per year. So I think that when you see it that way, you can let go of some of those fears that as soon as you post about your Jeep, or as soon as you post about your love for horror films, that you're going to get bashed on social media. It just doesn't happen as often as we think it does. But often that idea or the fear stops us completely. And so there's a great quote. Uh, don't quote me because I don't remember who said it. But basically there's a quote that said, we often suffer more in imagination than in reality. We suffer more in imagination than we do in reality because the thing that we're afraid of often never comes. It never comes. It's not real. But we convince ourselves that it's real or the odds of it happening are so low, yet we don't see the bad bet that we're making. I'll give you an example. This same thing with posting stuff and getting negative comments. Let's say there's a 1% chance that somebody listening is going to hate my stuff. 1% chance that someone's going to go in the comments and say, oh, you're so ugly, you're such a loser, just nasty comments. 1% chance. That 1% chance will stop so many people. But what I've tried to do is flip that on its head and say, you know what? There's a 99% chance that that doesn't happen. So if you're a betting person, if you understand gambling, what's the better bet? What's the safer bet? To bet the 99% that it's not going to happen and go all in and do the thing or 
bet on the 1% chance that it might happen and stay on the sidelines. Once I understood that, everything changed. Once I understood that I started podcasting, I started doing videos, I started dressing different, I started talking different, I started just being myself on social media instead of trying to put up a front and a persona that somebody else wanted me to put up because that was their idea or their image, their opinion on what I should be. And I loved my odds. There's a 1% chance somebody gets mad at me, 99% chance, even if they do get mad at me, the odds that they actually put a comment are very low. And so I didn't get a lot of hate. I don't get a lot of hate. I really don't. Even when people disagree with what I say, every now and then I'll get a DM and they'll say, hey, you know what? I see it this way, but it's always cordial. It's always cordial. So the punchline is, I think that we can start the process of letting go of those fears. Letting go of those fears. And if the 1% happens and somebody posts a nasty comment, you have the ability to block that person, to delete the comment, to move on. It doesn't have to bruise you. It doesn't have to hurt you that deeply. And I'll end with this because I used to be afraid of the same thing until I heard a speaker say, hey, let's play this out in our mind. Let's say somebody goes on social media after you post something and says that you're ugly. They call you ugly and that hurts. And you're like, oh shit, they call me ugly. What would you say if somebody told your kid that they were ugly. What would your response be? Think about that for two seconds. What would your response be? Kids at school, getting bullied a little bit. They come home and they say, mommy, daddy, today in school they told me I was ugly. What would you say? That's exactly what you should say to yourself. In the same way, that you would console a child, make them feel better, try to help them out, let them know that that's not true, try to improve the situation, that's what we should do for ourselves. But we don't do that. We do the exact opposite. We do the exact opposite. When somebody calls us ugly, we're like, yeah, you're right. I'm super ugly. I shouldn't have posted that anyway. I look terrible. That's the mental dialogue that goes on. But imagine if you said that to your daughter, your six-year-old daughter comes home and says, hey, daddy, at school, they call me ugly. Would you say, well, you are ugly. You shouldn't have worn that dress. Of course, they're going to say that. Look at you. Have you seen yourself? You would never say that. Only a maniac would say that. We would never say that to our children. So why do we say it to ourselves? Why? It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. So what I would implore to you is to really internalize these concepts because this has been what has completely changed 
the way I view the world and ultimately the way I operate in it because I'm no longer afraid of criticism. When you have good intentions, like genuinely good intentions, and you understand that some people might not vibe with it and that's okay, and some people will vibe with it and that's great, it's so liberating. It's so liberating. And so as you start thinking about how to brand yourself, let go of this fear of criticism. Remember the odds. Play the odds, you guys. Play the odds. Just play the odds and you'll be fine. I promise you the odds are in your favor. 100% in your favor. And so run with that. Be smart. And so we're sitting in class and I literally said, if you want to do more business, because she wasn't doing very much anyway. So if you want to do more business, you want to be more recognized, you want to have more followers, you want to connect with people more, find common ground. And go find your community. Go find your people. There are hundreds of Jeep lover groups or Jeep lover blogs and forums. Go play in there and provide value in there. Jeep lovers buy homes. They have to buy homes too. They have to get mortgages too. They have to get haircuts too. They have to do all sorts of things too. And if you have that What's the correct word? If you have that affinity, that thing in common, you'll win every time. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, share it, pass it on, subscribe, like it. You guys know what to do. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.